Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. We're taking it on the road. Steelers Afternoon Drive is live. Alan Saunders, boots on the ground in Atlanta for the Steelers preseason finale. Pittsburgh Steelers versus Atlanta Falcons. I'm Zachary Smith. That means that's Alan Saunders. What is going on? We'll do it live. We'll do it live. That's the GIF I used when I said we, we were doing it live. We, we, did not, <laughs> we did not have a Steelers Afternoon Drive. We had a Steelers Afternoon Ride on an Uber in from the airport. Um, we're firmly in park here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Just outside the press box, got the see the seating bowl just staying behind me there a little bit, and I uh, got a good uh, what I hope will be a quiet spot here up in this little catwalk. So uh, yeah, lots of time to talk about Steelers and Falcons and all kinds of other nonsense that appears to be happening in the NFL today. It was like people woke up and chose not violence; they chose stupid. People woke up and chose stupid today, and I felt the need to uh, to clap back. So I'm sure we'll get to that. We, we appreciate that, though. I, I think that it gives us something to talk about. I mean, if you're going to list the Steelers among the betting odds favorites for Trey Lance with a second-year Kenny Pickett, I, I think that you deserve to get roasted a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, like, the thing about those bets is that, like, you can't actually fade them, right? Like, I should, I would, you, you'd have to bet, like, every other team to make money on not betting that. <laughs> but, like, I would bet my house – that the Steelers are not going to trade anything for Trey Lance. I don't even know if they would claim him on waivers. Like, I, I just the, – the, the, of all of the things in the world that they could possibly want, 
to make this football team better, a project quarterback is not one of them. And I like Trey Lance. I loved him coming out of college. I liked the draft pick for the 49ers. I think he's a good player, but that's just absurd. Just absurd. I, I want him in Minnesota. Not that this is a Vikings podcast, but I want him in Minnesota. Minnesota makes sense. Vegas makes sense. I know it's interdivision, so it's tricky, but the Rams make sense. Um, maybe Seattle. You know, like teams that have a guy who's like, okay, but not their guy for the future. Sure. Why wouldn't you take a chance on Trey Lance? And why wouldn't you trade, especially those reported Schefter said they're not looking for a lot. Like, okay, if you can get that guy for a little bit, Make a move, sure, makes sense. Not the Steelers, like no chance, none. Are you kidding me? Like I, I don't even know what we're doing here. What if we could flip Kendrick Green for Trey Lance? Since Kendrick Green is apparently a trade target around the league. Can he play wide receiver? I don't. Can he play center? Can Trey Lance snap the ball? Because <laughs> he would then be the backup center if they traded Kendrick Green for him. Yeah. Yeah, that was some more nonsense today, too. Uh, Nick Farabaugh just wrote, as I was on my way in here at SteelersNow.com, that uh, Nick, uh, Kendrick Green was listed among the players that could be traded uh, as, as we get down to roster cuts. Kendrick Green. I, I can't imagine anyone giving up. Oh, look, he's a former third-round pick, and I think there's like he will get another chance. There's no question in my mind about that. You, you can't have that pedigree and wash out of the league after one shot. It just never happened. But if anyone ever just, like, played for it to happen to this point, it would be Kendrick Green. Like, he's not worth anything in a trade. Come on, get out of here. Now, we can talk about players I think the Steelers could trade. We have a little bit. We can continue to do that. Uh, they're not trading Kevin Kendrick Green, and they're not trading for Trey Lance. Let's just, let's just wager on that right now, okay? Okay, yep. And, uh, hey, we're live, so, like, hit us up in the comments if you want to know. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Derek's already. No, I I, (laughs) – Kendrick Green a fifth for someone else. (laughs) (laughs) That's like an NHL-style salary dump trade right there. He doesn't make enough money for the salary to matter, but that's that's epic. Yeah, Kendrick Green a fifth for someone else. They could trade down – like – Whatever they gave the Rams to trade for Allen Robinson, it was like they swapped seventh-round picks or something. Just trade back. Just be like, no, 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 we're going to go back seven seven picks in the seventh round here. You take them. We don't want them. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's been overstated how bad Kendrick Green has been. He's not like he's an unrosterable guy, I don't think. Uh, he's just not a player the Steelers can rely on you know, to be a center right now. But, you know, I'll be honest. Like, I, I keep looking at the 53, and I think – I think it's it's more likely than a lot of people think that he ends up making this team just because they don't have anybody else to be that full-time center. And if something major were to happen, they do have some flexibility with Daniels and with Herbig that they could maybe make a change. But they have not said that that's what their plan is. You know, they've said with their words, with their actions, that the plan is Kendra Green. So, I mean, you should probably believe them. And I do think there's there's a, a decent chance he ends up on the 53 man roster, but uh, yeah, I mean I just uh, not getting traded. That's for sure. You mentioned uh, some other guys like okay, if we really want to get into it, that we could see traded. Who would you you know mention within that group? Kevin Dawson is the guy I've been on 
since the day they signed Isaac Samalo, I just think he has too much starting experience. And unlike Kendrick Green, his starting experience is not terrible. Like, all you know, no. really, the only thing that was holding back Dodd from being a pretty good guard was consistency, right? It would be like one or two reps a game where, you know, he, he would lose focus or it was a penalty or it was just some negative. But, like, the actual blocking, the reps that you're grading, they were fine. You know, I think he's a playable guard in this league. I certainly think he's an above-average backup guard. If somebody needs one of those, like, that position doesn't have a lot of value. That role doesn't have a lot of value. I don't think they'd get a lot for him. But I think they would be hesitant to cut him, even though how often does number four guard ever play? You know, like, I, I think – we had a conversation the other day about keeping your best 53. I think Kevin Dotson's one of their best 53, no question. But it's really hard to envision a scenario where he plays an important role for this team this year, right? I mean, you're talking about multiple interior offensive linemen suffering injuries at the same time. It just doesn't usually happen that way. So, you know, he doesn't have a ton of value to the Steelers. He doesn't have a ton of value to other teams either because guard is just not a premium position. Could he get a seventh-round pick back? Maybe. Um I think that's one of those ones where it's less about the offer than it is about would you just rather have the depth than the draft pick. The draft pick is not worth very much. Yeah. <clears throat> and not to say that this injury is going to linger or anything like that, but we've already seen Nate Herbig deal with a little yeah, bit of injury too. Yeah, I don't know if he can clear. So. I don't know if he can. And, and Dotson's hurt. He's not playing. He's the only yeah. guy, I'm sure, is not playing in this game. I don't even know if he could, could pass a physical to be traded right now. Uh, that's mm. certainly an open question. He said he is not playing in this game. Um, hopes to be ready for the opener, uh, that by giving him a week off, he'll be good to go. I don't know. I don't know what the injury is. And I don't know what the prognosis is. Mike Tomlin did not address it when he talked to us Tuesday afternoon, morning, 1145, whatever he called it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that that's one. I think the other place is on the defensive line. You know, I, I think – Armin Watts, Mont Adams, Isaiah Loudermill. To me, it's hard to see all three of those guys making the team. Uh, if you can get something for one of them, uh, maybe you make a move. I, I don't know. I don't know that that's what they want to do. Maybe they try to sneak somebody through the practice squad. I don't know. But uh, I think those are three NFL players. I don't think they keep eight defensive linemen. Braden Fajoko, mm. did I mention him? Yeah, you can throw him in there yeah. too. Um, yeah. But I think those guys are players that may have some value to other teams that are that, that the Steelers could lose, and so uh, maybe it's it, it would be behoove them up to uh, to make a move there. Tight end. I mean, I haven't really like heard any noise about this, but they did bring in a tight end for a workout the other day, seemingly out of the blue. Maybe somebody would be willing to throw something their way for Zach Gentry. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Right, like that—that's plausible. Trades are hard to predict in the NFL; they don't happen very often. So, you know, for every ten players I could throw out there that would be plausible for them to be traded, like one every fifth year might actually get traded. You know, it's just the way it works. There aren't that many of these moves that are made, but there are a couple guys there that I could see a pathway towards something happening for sure. Uh, we did get a bird sports fan says, what player is fighting for the 53 man the most tonight? I think the toughest fights are in the secondary um, between Trey Norwood, Elijah Riley, Kenny Robinson, and Miles Killebrew, probably for two spots. 
you know, I think that's, uh, that's, that's pretty, you know, what I wrote, uh, you can check it out at com, but I wrote like the six open jobs that are still open. Right. And that's not just 53 man spots, that's just jobs. Right. So you know, Riley's kind of battling for that starting slot corner job with Shane and Sullivan. I would have Sullivan ahead right now. Then, you know, you kind of figure they're going to keep a ninth defensive back, mostly based on where they want him to play as a defensive back, whether that's a fourth safety or a second slot corner. And in fact, Riley and Norwood kind of check both of those boxes uh, and, and Kenny Robinson, maybe a little bit less, but more of like a strong safety and a free safety while those other two guys are more like just free safeties. And then Killebrew, just a strong safety to me is not really in the conversation for that role, but just in terms of making the team as a defensive special teamer, Killebrew, you could include all those other guys, Riley, Norwood, Robinson, and then some linebackers too, Tanner Muse, Nick Kwiatkowski, Quincy Roche, you know, would be in the mix there. So really I think there's two spots on the 53 that are really up for grabs on defense. And that's that sort of last, um, yeah, we know one of the two guys, Sullivan and, and Riley, will be the starting slot corner. Then there's one more DB that I think will make it on DB terms, and then one more defensive player that will make it on special teams terms. To me, that's like the one sort of roster battle that we have to set up here. And then the other one is on offense. Is it Kendrick Green? If it's not Kendrick Green, is it Spencer Anderson? Or do they? is it Dylan Cook? Or do they keep a sixth wide receiver? And if they don't keep a sixth wide receiver, then is it Miles Boykin or is it Gunnar Oshetsky? So I think that, you know those. That's kind of the way I, I you know, characterize those those battles. And then that that seventh, you know, trying to not be the eighth defensive lineman between the guys I mentioned before. Those to me are the real position battles to watch. So kind of you know two spots on offense fought fifth wide receiver and then is it a sixth wide receiver or a ninth offensive lineman the seventh d line spot and then those those two spots in the secondary i think uh and then the slot corner starting job that's where i'm looking in terms of guys that are battling for jobs there's lots of guys that are trying to make the practice squad too many to really handicap especially the 16 practice squad spots but i don't think you're going to see as many of as much of those guys in this game you know, Mike Tomlin's going to play the starters. I expect the starters, especially the younger starters, to play close to a half. You know, maybe not the Cam Hayward, Pat Peterson, Minka Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. TJ Watt, Allen Robinson types, but guys that are, you know, younger starters, I expect to play close to a full half. Uh, and, and then really after that, I think you're going to see the backups probably also get close to a full half. So, you know, guys like, Ant McFarland, Connor Hayward, Mitch Trubisky, um, Gunner and Boykin, and Calvin Austin, you know, the, the whole second team offensive line. I think they'll probably play most of the half as well. I don't really think you will see the kind of bottom of the roster guys a whole lot outside of special teams, which is where those guys need to perform to make the roster anyway. Mike Tomlin talked about this this week. And he said, what do you lose from that not having a fourth preseason game? He basically said it's an opportunity to see those guys on special teams. So last week, I think Luke Barku and Quincy Roche were the two players that only played special teams. I think you'll see a lot more of that this week, where it's like more of the twos deep into the second half. Um, and those guys that are on the third team right now, if they play at all, will play just on special teams as they try to 
highlight their ability to, to make the team in that kind of role or make the practice squad as a backup for one of those roles as well. It's funny. Well, you, you kind of went into it with the receiver thing, but the next question we had from unidentified gamer uh, was five or six wide receivers. What are we thinking? You know, I think it really just depends on like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really, I'm really up in the air on this one. I think this is, a tough battle. I really, you know, I think Gunner has been, I, I can't leave Gunner off. I'll, I'll say that. I can't leave Gunner off to 53. He brings special teams value and has been clearly the fifth best wide receiver on the team. So I can't leave Gunner off. I guess the question is, does Miles Boykin make it as an offensive special teamer? You know, when you've already got Connor Hayward, you've already got Gentry, you've already got Ann McFarlane and Jalen Warren, there are other offensive special teamers there. Uh, do they need and, and Gunner and Calvin Austin, obviously, uh, do they need another offensive special team or do they think they need Boykin for that role? If they do, then it probably comes at the expense of that last offensive lineman. And again, you know, one injury can change this one trade can change this, but that's the way I see things shaking out right now. If I was picking the team, I think I would take the extra lineman. I don't think um, it's that hard to find a wide receiver that can cover kicks. I think linemen that know your system and know your, your their potential teammates if they needed to play are a lot more valuable than, than a kick gunner. But uh, I don't get paid the big bucks, so it's not my call. Well, I think also, too, the inside-outside versatility of guys like Allen Robinson gives you that capability to not carry Boykin, too, because without that, I'd be asking, okay, who's the backup on the outside then? But Robinson's ability to move out there. I think it's that, and it's just the, like being a backup at a spot doesn't matter if it's not quality depth. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, and, and I just, I, I do not think that, that Boykin had a very good camp. I thought of the, you know, I, I thought Cody White had been a better receiver. Honestly, I think Des Fitzpatrick has been a better receiver. Um, and so that doesn't, for me, like, just because that's the slot he fills, if it's not quality mm -hmm. depth, then it's kind of irrelevant. Um, same also from identified, unidentified gamer. What do we make of Leal? Oh, I love, I mean, I think he's on the team. I think his role is still very much up for grabs. You know, he's going to have to be one of those guys that performs well in limited reps. Um, then to write him about, write about him this way, this week. And I just short week with travel was just murder. And I did not get the time, but I talked to Terrell Austin about him and, and how, um, Man, I've got a good lead for the story. I don't know if I want to give it away here. Should I give it away? I think I should. I, mean... I think I should. Because it's good. It's good. I'll tease the story here. So okay. we've been talking since we since the Steelers drafted DeMarvin Leal. We've been talking about what is his position. Is he an edge rusher? Is he a defensive tackle? Is he a defensive end? And uh, my lead to the story is the right answer is his, his position is relief pitcher. And uh, not because the part of the bullpen hmm. is dog shit, but because uh, when you are a relief pitcher, one of the, the characteristics that the manager in baseball looks for, that first guy to come in, they want someone that's very different than the starter, right? If you're throwing some soft tossing right-hander as your starting pitcher, he goes out in the sixth inning, you know the other team's lineup has been optimized to go up against the soft tossing right-hander, and these players have been looking at a soft-tossing right-hander for six innings. So 
if you have a mediocre option who's another soft tossing right hander, you're you know you're conceding the advantage. What you really want is you, now you want a lefty that throws a hundred, right? Like that's what you want to go to after you know you've had you've had that guy in there. And I think you know more so than what position he plays, that is the role that Demarvin Leal is going to fill because no matter where he goes, he's going to be very different, right? If you've been facing the quickness of a TJ Watt all game, and then you have to deal with the strength of a DeMarvin Leal for 10 reps, that's different. If you've been mm-hmm. dealing with the, the, the brute force and immobility of, of Larry Ogunjobi and Cam Hayward all game, and you have to then go with the comparatively higher speed, hotter motor guy in Leal, that's different, right? And he's not going to get a ton of reps. He's not a starter. You know, he's like a 10 rep at end, 10 rep at tackle, 10 rep at edge on a great day for him kind of guy. And so I think it's really like he's the changeup. He's he's the guy that you bring in that is different than the starter, that brings a different look, that gives a matchup problem to the other side, no matter where he fits. And he doesn't need to fit the archetypal body type for any of those positions to fill that very specific role. I think he's going to be very good at it. I think his personality fits it perfectly. He's a high energy guy, talks a little crap, gets on people's nerves. Like he, to me, he fits. I can see the Marvin Leal with a bullpen entrance, right? Like this is a guy with a little bit of flair for his job. I think he's a relief pitcher. I think we've finally... And cross out the DE, the DL, the, the edge, RP. I have to find out if he's righty or lefty. Though. As soon as he steps on the field, Thunderstruck just pl- starts playing. Throughout no, the stadium. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. Marv, Marv feels more like a hip-hop guy to me. I don't know. Well, but, but it's got to be got to be some sort of, you know, anthemic, you know, stadium sound in the same way that a, a closer's entrance music uh, does. And so... I, I think that's I think that's the role for him, and I think it's good. And I think I just narrated my entire story, but read it when I write it because that's how I make money at this. Uh, Ram said, "I finally made a live." Hello, everyone. Go Steelers! Great. Ask a question while you're here. As Ram, well. Ram, uh, this is the first live, so you didn't just say make a live. You are the you are in the inaugural live Steelers afternoon drive. And uh, maybe if the people like it, we'll do it more. I don't know. It's not like the technology is that much more difficult for us. There we go. It's Nick Farabaugh coming through. Dreams and nightmares. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Um, you mentioned Gentry earlier. Some Berg sports fan, again, they should look to trade Gentry, but still carry the extra tight end and Rodney Williams. Really think he's an NFL <laughs> capable tight end. I love Rodney Williams, and I completely agree. I, just, I doubt that they would do that, but... I, you know, I speculated in that article about uh, them bringing in Noah Gindorf, who I really liked him coming out of North Dakota State as a blocking tight end. Obviously, I don't really know what they're looking at him now because they got Dormar Washington, who's a yeah. great blocking tight end. But uh, you know, when they were looking at him, I said, you know, maybe they're worried that Rodney Williams gets claimed on waivers, you know, because he's been so good that they may, and they only have the five. They're going to probably keep four. They will want to have one on the practice squad. So, you know, I think the reason for that workout was probably, um, hey, what happens if Rodney gets claimed? We still need to be able to put a tight end on the practice squad. Let's take a look at a guy. And I, I think, I think his, his strong play is the reason that we're seeing that because he's been really good 
um, all training camp. I mean, I, I, he's an NFL player. I really believe that. Well, Berg sports fan does as well with looking to trade Gentry in order to keep him. So that's an interesting thought. Um, all right. As if we will wait for some more comments to come in, obviously too, but we can start to talk about things that you would like to see from the Steelers here in their preseason finale. Uh, we should also highlight that the Falcons will not be playing their starters. So that we won't have that level of competition against them. Um, but did you see my tweet? Can you, can you put my tweet up? My uh, tweet is so good. Yeah. Give me one sec. I don't know if I saw it, but. Oh, okay. This is good. This is- oh, I'll be seeing it for the first time as well. Like how long ago? How long ago was this? Like three tweets ago. Oh, did I scroll past it? Going live here, Steelers Center. Their fears. All right, hold on. It's the the dateline on the on the tweet. There is. Uh... They are living in them. Yeah, their fears, Georgia. We're here. So that's that's any any of their starters. Yeah, apparently, reportedly, uh, according to the Athletic Falcons report, no starters for hmm. for. Uh, yeah, I like that one though. Um, <laughs> Feeling good about it. Yeah, that's uh, th- there's. It's a really frustrating part about the NFL preseason. You can't control what the other team's going to do. And obviously they have the right to treat it however they want to treat it and, and prioritize things in a way that they want to prioritize things. But it just really sucks if you're a team that's trying to go out here and play. They honestly need to, when the NFL is looking to make these, and the NFL schedule these games now, the teams used to be able to schedule themselves. I don't know why the NFL decided they needed to take that on. But they should really try to feel these teams out and match up teams with similar preseason philosophies so that you get teams that are going to play their starters that actually get to play starters. You know, like, you know, I, I really thought, look, we know Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott have a relationship. Obviously, they've been college roommates, right, or something like that, Team, college teammates anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't think it was a coincidence that they – we're in lockstep with how they approach that game. And now, uh, obviously, Arthur Smith is not. Um, you know, it, it, again, different coaches have different things they want to get out of this, but who is Atlanta so worried about getting hurt? They don't even have any good players. Like, where's the TJ Watt that you're trying to put in bubble wrap on that roster? Hey, they're, they're so, they don't need to see any more from Desmond Ritter. They, they've seen enough. Right? Give me one. <laughs> I, okay. yeah i don't Cord- get it Cord- cordell patterson I, I guess probably doesn't need to play like okay that's fair tyler algier is a second year running back Bijan robinson's a rookie running back like those guys probably probably need to play Drake london kyle pitts like it's a young team i don't know if every if you're picking the, a team did not play in the in the preseason that is not it for me i i, I think that's a mistake from a young coach um We've seen time and time again teams come out and be awful to the end of the year. And this is a Falcons team that, look, is not that good, is not that experienced, but also has a unique position. Their division's horrible. All mm-hmm. they really have to do is win the games they should win, and they get a playoff spot. So, but, but you put yourself in a position where you can't give one away. You know, they, 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 don't have any, they don't have enough talent to have mulligans. So I, I don't really know what they're doing 
uh, with this strategy, but I don't, I don't expect it to work well for them. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, maybe Grady Jarrett can sit or something like that. AJ Terrell's pretty well established now, but like even Jesse Bates, like he just got there. Yeah. Yeah. Even Jesse Bates, I would want to see for a series or two, you know, I bet, you know, Mink is going to play a series or two. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I don't think you can play this game and well and be afraid of it. I think that is a, you know, like I'm an analytics guy. I'm I'm an information guy. I think that's, I approach my job and sports as business and business runs on information. Um, I think one of the reasons I love football is that it's an unsolvable problem. No amount of information adds up to the perfect recipe. And I think, I think it's really hard to come out here and do this job every day with the mindset of being afraid of it. I really, when, when Mike Tomlin says we don't live in our fears, I think that more than anything is what he's talking about, is that you, I really don't think you can run away from football and then win at football. I think you have to embrace it. I think you have to embrace its flaws. You have to embrace the fact that you know that you're gonna lose players to injury over the course of the season. And you have to have backups that are ready and that's what great teams do. I just, I, I don't know. I think that's a, this is a sport where those things matter. And I think, uh, I think smart people I'm, miss, miss, miss the forest for the trees there when they're talking about trying to play football without playing football. I agree. I agree. Um, Ram. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. He said he made a live. Go Steelers. I said, ask a question. Here we go. What do you think? Who do you think will make the roster? Eli or Solly or both and what their role would be? If I had to pick the, the winners of those battles right now, I would say that Shannon Sullivan is the starting slot. Eli Riley makes the team as the all-purpose DB and Miles Killebrew makes the team as the special teamer. Cutting Kenny Robinson, Trey Norwood, Tanner Muse, and Nick Fajowski. That's the way I'd handicap it right now. We still got one of these to go. It's an important one. Don't are there people that have a job wrapped up walking into the stadium here today? Yeah, a lot of them. Of the 53, maybe 45. But of those jobs that are still open, uh, this is heavily weighted in terms of the evaluation process. You can certainly upset that order uh, with a good game today or with a bad game today. No, no question in my mind about that. Gotcha. Okay. Um yeah, we didn't get anything else in here. So was there anything else that like jumped off the page to you where you're thinking about right now, like you need to see in this game from the Steelers? Again, it's like hard I'm, because the level of competition, but I'm I'm interested to see, even if they don't play quote unquote starters, like yeah. the Falcons are gonna have a good running back no matter what. Like they've got three of them between Patterson and Robinson and, and Algier. I don't know yeah. who is gonna play among those three. I guess they they call Patterson the starter on the depth chart. Maybe that means Robinson plays anyway. Certainly, I think we'll see Algier. I think they have a, they're going to have a good running back in the game no matter what. I think it'll be a strong test for the Steelers' run defense in a way that we really haven't seen yet. Tampa Bay is awful. Uh, Buffalo notably thinks at running the ball, even though they're good at everything else, right? And when they do run, it's with Allen, which they're not going to do in a preseason game. I think this will be the mm-hmm. first time we'll see the Steelers' defense against a running back-centric rushing attack. And I think that's pretty important because – the first three weeks they play San Francisco, Cleveland, and the Las Vegas Raiders, which all have 
running back centric rushing attacks. This is very much preparation for the early part of the season. And specifically, hopefully, I mean, if Patterson plays, I mean, that's the closest thing in the world there is to Debo Samuel. So, I mean, I think that's, uh, there's certainly an opportunity for them to, uh, to show a lot of things that they're going to need to show early in the season on defense. In terms of offense, I put on Twitter this morning, I'm interested to see what a two-minute drill looks like. That's the one thing we haven't seen from mm. the starting offense. I would like yeah. to see one with Pickett. You know, kind of a crazy thought, but, like, hear me out here. I, I've been covering Kenny Pickett for a long time. My general feelings about him is that he is less impressive in low-stakes situations than in high-stakes situations. He is not a technician. He is a person that rises to the occasion. And if he's been this good in, like, dumpy preseason games, like, is there another level there? Like, what happens when we get the clutch Kenny now? You know, okay, like, you know, processing this out sort of scientifically, either he just figured out how to be clutch Kenny all the time, even when the game doesn't matter, which is a very good sign, or he's gotten so much better that there is another level to his play that we haven't even seen yet. That's sort of tantalizing to me. I I think I would like to see that. Yeah, I I think I would. I would like to see that. Uh, Seven uh, game-winning touchdown drives in the last touchdown, not just game-winning drives, game-winning touchdown drives in the last two minutes or overtime in his time at Pitt. Two as a rookie last year. People don't talk enough about how clutch Kenny Pickett is, and all of this hype that has come out of nowhere, seemingly, because nobody's talking about the Steelers all offseason until three <laughs> drives of their offense in the preseason. Yeah. Now now they're everybody's darling. Um, all of this hype is sort of accepting the thing that he is the very best at, right? We haven't even got to see that yet. So i kind of curious about that. Uh, I read this comment late, and then I realized it meant Kenny Robinson because Rams said, hate to see Kenny go. Makes sense. Kenny Robinson, that is, not Kenny Pickett. I do, too. He was I really think Kenny good. Pickett's pretty safe. Kevin Kenny's on the team. Uh, <laughs> I think Kenny Kenny Robinson could, like, walk through the owner's box and flip Arguri's hat off, and it'd probably still be fine, you know. Uh, I think um, I think I, Kenny Robinson is a tough cut for me, man. I love everything he brings to the table. Um, there's just too many good guys, and I think probably less experienced on special teams than guys like Riley and Killebrew. Maybe he goes out here and blocks a punt today, though. Maybe he makes it. I don't know. That's a really tough cut for me. A uh, guy I really like, too, uh, and I would be hopeful uh, that they could keep him around the project squad because I think he brings a lot to the table in terms of a backup safety. Um, like, if somebody had to – if Minky gets hurt, I'd want, I'd want Kenny Robinson around ahead of some of those other guys. He just does not bring as much to the table in terms of being a versatile option and a special teams option that would be used every day. You know, he's a guy that if he did make the team, may not get a helmet, you know. Um, so, I don't know. It's a very tough cut. He's been very good. Practice squad, though? The Rams yeah, I would. I would, I would if they cut him, I think they would be very much hoping that he makes it to the practice squad. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts as we wrap up here? Cool stadium, cool city. Um, it's always bonkers. And uh, any rides? Of... Any rides? You see any? No, like any I said, I took the Uber in, so I kind of the parking situation uh, is like you know downtown, lots of parking garages, hard hard on the rides. But 
Oh, I've got this though. So when I get back, we're gonna have Nick Fairbaum show tomorrow. When I get back on Monday, I was going through some pictures from last December, looking for the pictures from the game here, last December 4th. And I found Ed Thompson's photographer, found some of Ed's pictures from uh, the uh, aftermath of the, the death of Franco Harris. And mm. one picture we need to talk about. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that right. for Monday. You guys got to wait a little bit. There's a few days. That, like uh, Alan said, it'll be Nick Faribault on here tomorrow with me as Alan travels back from the game. Um, but I think that does it. Alan, you can tell the people where they could find you. At A. Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter. At PGH Steelers now on Twitter. At PGH Steelers now on YouTube, which is where this podcast lives as well as the rest of our content. Uh, there'll be post-game videos from the locker room here tonight and tomorrow morning. And I'll have a stand-up from here tonight and all kinds of stuff and then steelersnow.com is where all the words live read those that's how i get paid there you go uh yeah all the video content right here so subscribe leave us a like hit that notification bell comment down below for all the listeners this still will be put up as a podcast for you to listen to as well uh back tomorrow nick Farabaugh and i steelers afternoon drive but uh i'm zachary smith pgh that's alan saunders until tomorrow we'll talk to you then bye-bye <laughs>